Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Bebop Romomogo Wanachon, otherwise known as the Character Creating Machine. And now, without further ado, here is your host, coming to the mic. He's going to talk in a second. I'm going to introduce him. His name is, I'll tell you what his name is. Here he comes. You know him. He's the guy who makes this show. Sometimes when I'm not making this show, I'm going to introduce him. That's his name. What's his name? Who knows what his name is? Do you know his name? No one knows his name. No one cares about his name. What's his name? My name's Bebop. What's your name? Come on. Here we go. You're the host. Come on. Here we go. Introducing. Put your hands together. I'm going to introduce him in one second. Just clap your hands. And everybody say a big Alien Avengers of Finn Caspian hello to Jojo the Nono. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First of all, that had to be the longest introduction anyone has ever given anyone before without actually saying anything about the person. Second of all, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I think Jojo the Nono is probably... Of all the nicknames you have given me, that one is the one that actually gets to me. Yay! <laughs> all right, well, I think Bebop used up all of our introductory time with all of that, so we might as well get back to it. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Juliana and Finn saw Captain Caspian, and Captain Caspian could actually hear Finn way back in the past. What was that all about? Well, put that on pause for a second, because due to our editor's suggestion... We're flashing back to our current storyline and what's happening on the current Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station in Season 6, Episode 6, Back to the Future. Okay, Foggy. Tell us one more time, what did you see and what did you hear? Elias was pacing the hallway. Abigail was standing stock still, staring at the robot. Vale was stretching, flexing his joints like he was getting ready for battle. Paige was lying on the floor, looking at the ceiling as though she could see the stars beyond. The explorers had just come back from their time on the goblin planet with Crabhammer and Bogus, Finn and Foggy had been the first out of the Explorer Pod, but by the time the rest of them filed out of the small ship, Finn was gone. I heard a voice, said Foggy. A girl's voice. Actually, it sounded a little like Finn's voice, if I think about it. Regardless, it was definitely a girl's voice. And what was the girl's voice saying, said Elias? He didn't know why he was the one asking the questions, but he had a way with robots, so he took the lead. She said something that sounded like this. Warzio, come with me, Finn Caspian. What? said Elias. Warzio, come with me, Finn Caspian. And then what? said Elias. And then Finn just started to disappear. He was standing right over there in the hallway, just outside of the Explorer Pod Bay, and he 
He disappeared. What do you mean, started to disappear? Said Vale. If something disappears, it's gone. Like, in an instant. Like me with Oreos. There they are, and then there they are in my belly. Or, did you mean he faded away like, faded away? Yes, exactly. Said Foggy. He didn't really disappear, Finn. Faded away. I could hear him calling me, calling all of you too. But his voice just faded. We get it. It faded away, said Abigail. I'm sorry, Foggy. I don't mean to snap at you, but what are we going to do? How did we survive all of these planets we've gone to? How did we get shot out of a cannon to a goblin planet and then defeat a goblin army? And then arrive back home and lose Finn. This is where we're supposed to be safe. This is our home. And Finn somehow disappeared from here? What are we going to tell my mom? Said Paige, still lying on the floor. What are we going to tell my dad? Hey, 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 you guys are back! Voltronic Zoo came around the bend. I thought I heard the sound of a bunch of explorers all missing me. So, tell me. How terrible was it to be without me for an entire mission? And how much did you miss me? They all looked at Voltronics. Raise your hand if you have the patience to deal with him right now, said Abigail. Nobody raised their hand. What? What's up? The explorers all began walking up the hallway. There was no putting it off any longer. They had to go find Captain Caspian and tell her what happened to Finn. Abigail held Paige's hand as they walked, and all of them felt like they could cry, even Foggy. Well, not all of them. Valtronics couldn't really get a sense of the mood of the group. Hey, while you guys were gone, I got this awesome new technology installed. It's a very concentrated and very powerful, like me, magnet. And it's installed right here in my pinky fingers! Voltronics, walking behind the group, held up both pinky fingers, but no one stopped to notice. He ran around in front of the group. Did someone say, hey, Voltronics, give a demonstration of your pinky magnets? I'm pretty sure I heard that. Anyhow, here it goes. Voltronics beeped and booped, and then he flew up in the air his pinky magnets colliding with the metal ceiling of the hallway, and the group just ducked around him, barely even looking, as the robot, now dangling by the pickies from the ceiling, watched them walk away. See? Super powerful magnets for a super powerful robot. I, I meant to do this, by the way. Uh, I'll get myself down, don't you guys worry. The captain's bridge door opened and Captain Caspian strode out to meet the explorers. At the sight of her mother, Paige burst into tears and her mother squatted down and hugged her daughter deeply. Nobody said anything for a moment. Mom, said Paige, I'm sorry I turned into pure energy and floated off the space station, but it wasn't my fault. Her mother pulled back and smiled. I know, Paigey. We live a strange life out here. But you all have done well to get back here in one piece. Especially you, Paige. But Mom, said Paige, not all of us came back. Or we did, but... Oh, Mom, 
We lost Finn. Captain Caspian looked surprised, but not upset. What do you mean you lost him? Captain, I'm afraid it's my fault, said Foggy. When we returned, I heard a voice calling Finn, and then he disappeared before I could do anything. I... I didn't react quickly enough. Disappeared, said the captain. I hardly think Finn disappeared. I just saw him on the monitor, walking in the library. What? said Abigail. That's impossible. Foggy saw him fade away. I don't know what that means, said Captain Caspian, but come on, take a look. The captain opened the bridge door, and on the large screen in front of her chair were the stacks of the library, and there was Finn browsing the books. Ooh, I'll kill him, said Paige. He scared us half to death. Oh, I'm going to kill him full of death. Okay, take it easy, Paige, said the captain. Come on, let's go get him. Together. The captain and the kids took off from the bridge. They quickly made their way to the library and ran into the stacks. But where Finn had been standing, where they had seen him on the screen, the space was empty. No Finn. There he is, said Elias. Hey, Finn, what are you doing? They saw Finn for a moment, book in hand, walk through the library door and out. Finn, said Paige. And the explorers and captain raced out of the library, and there was Finn in the hallway. Finn, didn't you hear us in there? said the captain. Finn didn't react, and then suddenly he was gone, disappeared. What the? said Vale. And then Finn was there again, on the other side of them, walking away. Hey! I'm the only magical one in the family, you know, said Paige. But Finn flickered and then disappeared again. Captain Caspian? said Elias. He looked up at Finn's mom. She stood completely still, eyes wide open. What's going on here? I don't know, said the captain. But I think I know someone who does. Come on. As the kids followed the captain, she told them about her first alien encounters on the Marlow 280 back when the space station was still on its maiden voyage, and how for a time she thought that every alien she met was so much smarter than humans. They seemed to possess a universal knowledge that she didn't have. But after a while, she said, I realized that all people, all aliens, They all see the world from their own narrow perspective. It's very difficult to see the big picture when all you can often think about is the picture that's right in front of you. That's how it is with people. That's how it is with aliens. It's the same with almost any life form in the universe. Except there was one alien I met who really astonished me, who seemed to speak in riddles, who seemed to know more about my life than I did, and certainly more about the universe all around. It's like, it's like it was an oracle, something that could see so much more and know so much more if you only asked the right question. 
The captain led the group into the engineering room and opened a small hatch. Inside was a battery, a huge power source for the space station. Look at this, she said. She pointed to something on top of the battery. It's ice. We found it early on, really early on. There's something about it. It it never melts. It keeps this battery cool at all times. It saved our space station. It's incredible stuff. Uh, okay, Mom, said Paige. And you think this ice is really smart? No, not the ice, Pagey, said the captain. She reached in and pulled something out from on top of the ice. It was a brown ball with a greenish hue running in haphazard streaks all around it. This is it, she said. Uh, yeah, cool ball, Captain Caspian, said Vale. But, um, we were expecting something a little more, I don't know, talkative? Who disturbs me? The explorers all heard a voice ringing out around them. It is I, said Captain Caspian. We are in need of your help. Mom, what is this? said Paige. Yeah, Captain Caspian, this is kind of freaking me out, said Abigail. Quiet, said the voice. You see him who has traveled in loops. His journey has both begun and nears a cataclysmic end. He is in great danger. The captain stared at the little ball in her hand. He has traveled to the past, but you see him here, yes? Yes, said the captain. Then it is worse than I thought. If you don't save him soon, bring him back, then you will lose him to the past forever. He will never be able to return. Who is this oracle talking about? said Elias. I speak. Of the legendary Fin Face Fin Body. Your time is running out. You must save him. Fin Face? said Vale. Oh, I am so calling him Fin Face from now on. All right, I am here all by my lonesome today. This is a really interesting thing that happened with the show this week. So, as you all know, Griffin, hi, hi, hello, Messenger, is my editor on this show, which means that I have to show him what I've written in on various episodes and tell him the story, and he gives me feedback before the story gets to you. This week, I got stuck on what I wanted the story to do, and I talked with Griffin about it, and we decided that we were going to scrap the episode. The episode that I was working on, it wasn't working. We decided to toss it out. Sometimes, when you're writing a story, you just have to do that. And we started all over again, and that's why I'm recording this so late that Griffin can't be on the microphone right now. However, I'm really grateful to him for his insight, and while it may seem disappointing that you do all this work on something and then have to throw it away, that's actually, in my opinion, the best part of writing is editing. When you get the ideas down, and then you get to make it really, really good on the second try. And nevertheless, 
we are still going to do our art and our jokes. So for our artists this week, we have Charlie, who's seven from Lake Oswego, Oregon. Zach, who's six and a half from Orland Park, Illinois. William, who's six. And Ellie, who's two from Texas. Jasper, who is six. Our pal Violet. Tommy, who is nine from San Antonio, Texas. Owen, who's five and a half from Piedmont, California. Russell, who's seven from Minneapolis. Our pal Talia, who's eight. Our pal Joseph, who's seven. Our pal Johnny, who's ten. And Samuel, who's seven. Jacob, who's five from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Thank you all so much for that amazing art. All right, and now it is joke time. And today we have two jokes from our pal Jackson. Take it away, Jackson. Hi, my name is Jackson. I'm eight years old from Osgood, Ontario, and I have a joke. Why is space so famous? I don't know. Why is space so famous? Because it has so many stars. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Jackson. What do you call an, air, an alien wearing earmuffs? I don't know. Anything you want. It just can't hear you. Ah! <laughs> Thanks. We love your show. Oh, thank you, Jackson. That was really great. Thank you so much for those awesome jokes. All right. We will see you next week. We will promise that the editor will be back in his position next week. And we'll find out how are they going to get Finn out of this situation where he could get stuck in the past forever. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for coming back and having more fun with us this week. Thank you for sending in your art. Thank you for sending in your jokes. Thank you for sending in your sounds. Thank you for sending in your characters. Keep them coming. Love getting that. I have the most fun email in the universe. The Alien Adventures of Fincast Music, Gen Z Kids Production, written and produced by John the Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more great shows for the entire family, go to bestrobotever.com. And to support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. Okay, that's the end of the show. No more show. That's it. Finite. Finish. Final countdown. The end. No more. Go home. Turn it off. Why are you still listening? This is the end. What are you doing? Why are you still listening? It's the end. Hit the stop button. Hit the pause button. It's over. Trust me. There's no more show. Just end the show already. Come on. End it. Gone. Bye. 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 So long. I wore winter boots every day for two years. I hate climbing trees. I'm Deborah Goldstein, host of the podcast The Big Fib, and half of those statements were indeed fibs. On every episode of The Big Fib, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert and the other is a liar. And it's the job of our human child contestant to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. We've had episodes on everything from Minecraft to mythology and from Lego to libraries. Join me and my robot co-host, Lisa, on The Big Fib on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com.